Welcome to Executive Stories, a podcast series hosted by me, Brad Vinny. Come on a journey with me as we explore not just the businesses, but the personal lives, the backstory behind remarkable directors and senior executives. In this episode of Executive Stories, I talk to Paul Gapes of Pacific Data Systems. Paul is the general manager, although I do tend to call him the managing director of Pacific Data Systems. And Pacific Data Systems is a company which produces monitoring devices. So imagine that there's a atmospheric pressure that you're trying to monitor out in some far-flung location. They're the tech company that can monitor all this for you. There's a, a whole heap of other things that they do. But the purpose of my chat today with Paul was to get an understanding of his journey to the role of managing director because he never was that position always, obviously. But Paul was actually thrust into the position when the founder suddenly passed away. And I'm not sure that Paul would have thought that he was fully equipped to take on the role at the time, but he surprised himself. And there's been some tough times and the importance of family in sort of helping frame different things in the business and his life to move on. Um, Paul is incredibly honest and you can tell he's a feeling type of managing director because he puts himself to high standards and he expects to be able to live up to those for all of his staff and his customers. Paul gives us a really great insight to his life and I really enjoyed it because there's a lot of heart in this conversation and a lot to be learned as well. I hope you enjoyed as much as I did. Paul, welcome to Executive Stories. Thank you, Brad. Good to be here. Tell us how old you are. Yeah, I'm 43. You're 43, and how long have you been with Amanda for? Well, Amanda and I got together when we were 15 years um, old, and we both went to school together. Yeah. Um, we educated a, a, a local um, state high school, and we actually got together at her friend's 16th birthday party. Wow, so that's going back quite a long time. You're a stayer. Yeah, yeah, and very much a, a lawless. Um, I mean, we've certainly had our ups and downs. Um, no relationship is perfect, but um, when I uh, decided to, you know, commit to a life partner, uh, because I did come from a broken family, um, I made the conscious decision that I was going to work at the relationship through thick and thin. Mm. You. You come across to me as a guy with pretty um, strong principles, accountable to not just your life partner, but to other people in business as well. And sort of jumping into your business life now, I just want to read you a little bit from your own CV um, as general manager at Pacific Data Systems, okay? And it says, Responsibility for profitability of business and for compliance with legal and statutory requirements by both the company and our employees. Ministering to welfare of staff, providing support, guidance and counselling to staff as appropriate within the limit of my experience. Planning future development and expansion of the business with the active participation of managers and other staff. Demonstrating leadership, qualities as a role model and setting the right example to staff at all times and demonstrating to employees that they are a vital part of the business and a culture that within the framework of the business as a whole, each of us is operating their own micro business. Now the reason why I wanted to read that out in its entirety is you, that's like a standard for yourself. That's not just a, um, hey, this is what I do on a day-to-day basis. I do numbers, I do sales, I manage the, the P&L. Um, 
you've put it out there and it's public and you something that you hold yourself accountable and that your staff can hold yourself accountable. Why do that? I think it's really important um, when you're involved with any team in any organisation that they understand um, you intrinsically as a person and what you value and what you actually base your um, day-to-day decisions on and if there are um, moments where you, you may be um, being pressured to go down a certain path that's not um, resonant to your core beliefs and core values, you can always um, revert back to um, those core values yeah. and keep you on the right track. Do you feel like you put yourself under a fair bit of pressure though? Because to me, that's like saying, I expect excellence of myself and I'm putting it out there what excellence looks like. Do you ever feel as though, geez, I wish maybe I should have put a lower standard out there so that people don't have to hold me accountable to it? Yeah, indeed. You know, I mean, no one's perfect. I'm certainly not perfect by any means, but, um, you know, I think you you should always sort of shoot for the stars and um, I've always looked... Um, for excellence in myself and it, it really can um, be a hindrance sometimes mm. because you know if you aren't if you aren't hitting um, the goals um, that you're wanting to to achieve um, you you can be quite hard on yourself um, you know, reverting back to uh, Amanda my wife partner um, she's aware of that sort of um, my personality traits and, and and shooting for that excellence, and um, she assists me in um, times where I'm, you know, probably a little bit too hard on myself. Mm. And she she frames things and puts things in uh, a better perspective uh, or a different perspective that uh, gives me a bit more clarity on um, where I am in in my headspace. Because mm. uh, you didn't just land in the role of managing director of Pacific Data Systems, you had other roles before that. What changed when you became a director? Did it, did, have you always had that aspect of your personality, but did it all of a sudden become magnified when you're all of a sudden in the hot seat of director, let alone the, the chief? Yeah, it, it, I didn't really feel like there was a trigger moment where we trans... Uh, when... when um, the founder George Porter passed away. Um, the founder of Pacific Data Systems, George Porter, passed away um, in in 2014. Um, his his death was quite sudden, and he really didn't impart uh, or provide a, a handover at all um, with regards to the company. Um, I held the position of general manager, um, and George was uh, managing director. Um, but for the most part, I only really held the title role of general manager. And I was more um, actively involved in in sales, in sales management. Um, so when George passed away and handed over the chalice, um, yes, yeah, so I was appointed director just prior to his well, just prior to his passing. Um, but then also had the responsibility of general manager. Um, I guess with my military background. Um, when the going gets tough, the tough gets going, and mm. um, I didn't real. There's no real um, tr- 
transition defining moment um, and I didn't really um, feel uh, an increase pressure or um, obviously the responsibilities changed but I didn't feel like um, there was this massive weight bearing down on my shoulders and um, I, uh, if you have a look at the, the picture on the wall behind you there's a the big elephant um, that my wife yep. painted and wow. um, nice. I look at that every night when I sit down with the family and have dinner oh. and I, I often reflect and look at that and I, I um, why, why, why do you reflect and what, what well what, what, I use the phrase or? Yeah, I use the phrase you know uh, how do you need an elephant one mouthful at a time and that's yep. how you sort of tackle things in the workspace or even on the home front when um, uh, when the pressure or um, the workload is uh, increasing. Yeah. And what are the, the most challenging parts of that workload? Is it the sales role now, or the sales responsibility, the managing the P&L, or is it the people? Like what, what, what have you found yeah. the most challenging part? I think for me, the most challenging part is the human resources component. Yeah. Really, um, and, and this probably stems from um, legacies of uh, the previous managing director um, our recruitment process probably wasn't as robust as it should be people aren't um, not everyone in those roles um, they're probably not suit some of those uh, personnel are not suited um, uh, 100% to that particular role um, but also managing um, conflict in the workplace um, KPIs. There was no um, formal process with regards to KPIs and um, performance measurement in the workplace. So, so without the KPIs, it was difficult for you to have the conversation, the difficult conversations with people. Which the conversations themselves were hard, made even harder. I'm hearing from the fact that you didn't have a framework within which to have yeah, the conversation. That's, that's correct. So there was no content to utilise. Yeah. Um, or no systems and processes in place to manage a person's behavior um, and my leadership style is I really like to empower people um, and give them um, space where they can actually uh, develop themselves and be accountable for their own actions and empower them to make a decision so if they're coming to me with a question um, about a particular problem or an issue or needing direction um, what I, one of the first things I say to them is well have you had a think about this issue or this problem and what decision would you make if you were sitting in my shoes so it's a bit of a coaching approach and is that something that's come through from your military background or is it all Paul Gabe's I think uh, for me I, I read a lot of self-help books and try and self-educate. Um, yeah, so which ones have sort of, can you see, rattle any off that have been particularly um, uh, resonated with you? Oh, thinking Grow Rich, um, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, Stephen yep. Covey. Um, I grabbed a book yesterday, I'm, I'm still on um, annual leave, so I grabbed a book yesterday out of the, the study, Getting Things Done. Um, mm. You know, it's a, a fairly small book, but I, I constantly uh, read these types of materials because um, 
There's a big push at the moment, and it's a great push as well, I think, where people, there's a big emphasis on getting shit done mm-hmm. um, because we've, we've, we've got all the strategy theory um, out there, but unless you can execute, it's all worth nothing. Um, do, you, do you find those books help you execute better? Yeah, I think what it just start executing. Yeah, I think what it does, it puts it in in front of mind. Mm. Um, so you know, when you, I think inherently we we all tend to become, I guess, complacent and comfortable. Um, and reading these books, um, and this, the content within those books gives you, or gives me in particular motivation to keep things moving along, getting things done, um, be proactive, stop the procrastination, do the hard tasks um, first. Yep. Um, set a time limit to get the things done. Yeah. Are you a procrastinator by nature? It's really funny that you mentioned that word because I was going to ask you that question. Are you a procrastinator? I don't think I am. No? Um, I don't think I'm naturally a procrastinator. I think I am... Um, I think the older I'm getting, uh, I'm probably just taking a little bit more time to do things and probably being a little bit more strategic before I uh, action. Mm. Is that a bit like a stitch in time saves nine though? Yeah, yeah, sometimes. Um, I, I've always tried to do a thousand and one things at once mm. and sometimes it's to my detriment. Whereas, you know, you step back, analyze, and then um, take action from there. Uh, one thing I wanted to have a bit of a chat about was in today's media, we hear about growth companies and everyone's reporting this, you know, 30% growth year on, year on year. And, you know, we hear a lot of the glory stories, but then we'll also hear, you know, startup failed and we learned from our failure and, you know, we came out of the ashes. But running a business isn't just all about exceptional growth or failing. There's sort of just troughs and peaks. Can you talk to me about troughs? Because we all have them. I, I have them in my business as a lawyer. Um, when you're the, the general manager, what's it like ha- having those trough periods and, and how do you deal with them? Yeah, trough periods, I mean, uh, our business is certainly subject to them. Um, we've invested heavily the last couple of years in two very disparate technologies and very different markets. And um, for a small company of ours, I think it was um, extremely ambitious. And what were, just really quickly, what were those two different streams of technology? Uh, the, the, the two streams, one's post-harvest technology mm-hmm. and the other one is um, satellite uh, telemetry. Okay, so very different. So there's not a great deal of crossover. Yeah, you'd probably say less than five percent. Mm. Uh, if I was to uh, pluck a number. Uh, getting back to the trough um, question, um, if, with a small organisation, you've only got a certain amount of uh, dollars for marketing budget, mm. and you want to try and um, maximise that return on investment. Um, but even the day-to-day activities, you've only got a certain amount of time in a day and resources available, and, and where do you focus your time um, across those two verticals has certainly been quite challenging. Um, the two types of um, solutions that we, or the, the solutions that we offer for those two different verticals, 
Um, it's not a fast-moving consumer good. Mm-hmm. Um, the technology in the post-harvest space, typically that's coupled with um, major capital um, infrastructure, um, such as building a new um, cool, cold room ripening facility. Um, our uh, technologies probably only represents you know, 3 to 5% of that overall capex. Um, so they're very lumpy transactions. They're good mm-hmm. transactions when they come along, um, but they're very lumpy. Um, fortunately, um, uh, our company has been around since 1984, and we do have some bread and butter products that sort of fill the gaps, um, but um, certainly would uh, like more bread and butter products to... Um, fill those gaps quicker, but also to allow us to reinvest into A, adding on to those um, technologies that we're taking into those two verticals, or B, looking at other technologies that could be within the same space or outside of that, those two verticals um, that we can invest in and, mm-hmm. and, and develop. Um, personally, um, when, when you try and manage those um, troughs, um, it can be quite... Um, not daunting but frustrating because I don't have a crystal ball you try and do uh, market research the best you can you try and establish relationships into those verticals as best you can and keep your ear to the ground And um, but I, I think for us the last 12, 18 months has been um, quite challenging um, because we have had limited um, marketing funds but also, I think um, uh, the economy really hasn't been um, that good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that um, you wouldn't be Robinson Crusoe saying not that at all. Fair. Not at all. Um, you know, a lot of jobs are disappearing. Uh, manufacturing in Australia is um, definitely on the decline. Um, you know, there's a push from both federal and state governments to um, uh, for. Um, Investing in um, technology and startups and and the likes, um, I think it's all well and good. But you know, we're at the start of that pipeline. Yeah. Um, with um, getting industry geared up to that and investing in that, and so it's going to take um, certainly time. And is this some of the reframing that you said Amanda helps you with at times? So yeah, I think reframe and look at the big picture and go, hey, this is a trough. For you know, do you talk about these sorts of things? Not so much that. I think she, uh, she certainly helps me more with, I guess, the human resources side of things. Yeah. Um, Amanda, she's been a, uh, a hairdresser since the age of nineteen, and some say that hairdressers Those people backwards. Uh, yeah, they're part time. Well, they're almost psychologists, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so it certainly helps me. Um, a, identify for myself, but also um, puts a different spin on things when, um, I mean, she doesn't work within the business, but she certainly knows of um, uh, the personnel that do work within the business and, and just gives me uh, a few more uh, options and things to think about. Yeah, see, I think there's real value there. And like some people don't like to take their work home at all in terms of like involving their partners, but I do. 
um, I, I find I get great value out of my wife's view on, and it's not necessarily legal issues, like you were saying, it's not necessarily managing those trots, but just sort of like what's going on in the office and the partnership and, you know, how do we, how do I approach things? Because I have a Brad Vinning way of approaching things and I kind of get that it's not necessarily always the best way and hearing Lucy's so much more level-headed than me, um, I always take on board what she says and it's, it's invaluable and she's not even in my industry. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I, I encourage people to tap into the resources that they have at home. It's free um, and you get to know each other. Yeah, what, what you do without sort of necessarily taking your work home. Mm. But everyone's different on that. Yeah, well, I mean, we quite often um, will sit around the, uh, the table of an evening and um, having dinner with the family and um, you know, we, we have a, a routine called highs and lows and gives the um, uh, our three boys an opportunity to open up and talk about, you know, what they what their high was for the day and what their low was for the day and you certainly uncover a lot more mm. um, uh, about what they're experiencing in, in their particular time in life. But we also share our experience as well as parents and that gives them an understanding and also probably sets them up for the future that you know just because you're an adult you're not void of having problems or issues with yeah, it and be... the need to connect you know like your your kids get to connect with you and that's the whole purpose of this podcast series is getting directors of companies out there to connect with everyone and sort of show that yeah hey i'm a director i'm, I'm the general manager of this business but at the end of the day i'm a person as well and you know these are the issues that I deal with on a daily basis, whereas you might not be, someone else might not be a director and you get to talk about your issues. Mm. You'd be like your kids, you know, well, parents can talk about, you know, what's going on. They're not issues, it's just what's going on in your life at yeah, the end indeed. of the day. Yeah. Um, and, and treating it as such, you need to build it up into a big deal. And I think that's where people, when, they, when we are connected, we are more fulfilled because there is this, you know, people talk about how much they achieve, but are they really fulfilled at life? And, mm. you know, as I said, it's the purpose of the podcast is to try and connect with people a little bit better, understand each other. You know, we do legal work with Pacific Data Systems, and I'm sure that, you know, us understanding you allows us to deliver a better service at the mm. end of the day because we get you. Yeah. I, I, I did this um, activity. Um, it, it was uh, part of a system called strength finders 2.0 and it's basically a series of questions and then at the end of it it identifies the type of person that you are and i actually did this i bought the book a number of years ago and um and i recently redid um the questions in that book um and then i sent that around to um the management team um so they would get a better understanding of the type of person that I am so when they're communicating with me they could potentially if they were to read it I don't know if they've read it or not yeah. I didn't ask the question but if they were to read it then they could then A, get a better understanding of who I am but then also if they're wanting to have something achieved in the workplace the content of that um, report could then give them the ability to potentially change the way they would interact with me to deliver the outcome that they're wanting. Yeah, I've got a separate interview um, with a non-executive director talking extensively about this issue. So I won't go into too much there because it's it's, it's fascinating. Um, I, I guess 
there's there's so much to sort of gain from all these insights that we we get from people um but one thing that seems to be quite common in my discussions with directors is the importance of having a break now you're on leave um you've just how much leave have you had uh well as of next monday it'll be um four weeks leave that's a significant amount of time and when i turned up today i think i've used the terminology myself before you've defragging mm. like a computer defragging it's just sort of getting rid of the clutter can you sort of talk to me about especially now having had that time and for other directors like how important it is to step away from the business for a while and defrag yeah i think you have to be personally selfish um and take that time out um you owe it to yourself you owe it to your members of your family um, and you also owe it to those in the workplace because um, everyone everyone has a, a threshold and I think you know people if they spend too much time in, in the workspace um, they can reach that threshold and, and their pro productivity can um, uh, be reduced so everyone needs to take time away out of their the day-to-day routine um, we took the family overseas um, on a, a, a wonderful holiday and it gave me a great opportunity to um, really connect with you know my wife my, my three boys who are of varying ages and certainly at different stages of their life um, but also puts things into perspective you know um, Yes, business is extremely important, and the economy is important. Um, having enough money to have a roof over your head and, and provide meals and um, and ensure that you've got health is important. But um, if, if you spend too much time at work and don't take that opportunity to come away from it, um, you know, your health can suffer. Mm and over and above everything else your personal my opinion is that your personal health is is paramount because without you, your health you can't do any of the the foregoing you can't do anything mm. you can't do anything so yeah, we often talk about oh yeah my health's the most valuable thing but none of us really treat it that take it that seriously that statement i think we go i know i know that's the, the answer i should be giving in theory mm. but we don't always live up to it no and I'm, I'm guilty of that as well you know sometimes i, I come home from work and have dinner then um, we'll hit the cupboard up again and grab out a packet of chips and certainly chastised by uh, Amanda for doing so but you know it's, it's um, one of the things that I enjoy um, but you know I always I'm always um, preaching to some regard to my three boys um, your health is the most important thing then your family and everything else falls into line after that. Yeah, I guess that's the thing. It all falls into line, so everything's kind of inter- interdependent on the other. Indeed. Yeah. Um, I think that's a fascinating insight, and I've spoken to a lot of other directors that say being away from the business as well gives others the opportunity to step up, to not have to look over your shoulder uh, as to what they're about to do, so it's allowed other people to take on roles, presumably, that you haven't been fulfilling while you've been away. Has that been the case at Pacific Data? Yeah, that certainly has been the case, and I made it very clear prior to my leaving, is um, going on the break, is that um, uh, you have the ability to make a decision 
um, as long as you can um, stand by the decision you made and, and have just reasons as to the reason why that particular decision was made. Um, you know, and even if there was a mistake of some regard, um, as long as no one died or we haven't committed anything uh, illegal, um, it's not going to be the end of the world. Yeah. Uh, sage advice there. So if people want to get in contact with you, how do they find you? Uh, they can call me um, at, at work, uh, Pacific Data Systems, um, double three six one two thousand oh seven prefix um, or send me an email yep. or um, and is that on your website that is on the website um, but uh, which is uh, www.pacdatasys.com.au that's p-a-c-d-a-t-a-s-y-s.com.au and uh, more than happy to speak to anyone about anything and um I have one supplier in Victoria, you know, we, we typically talk philosophy for the first five, ten minutes before we even engage in any sort of uh, business activities. Oh, don't get me started about philosophy. We'll need a whole new <laughs> interview for that one. Uh, Paul, thanks for your time today. Enjoy the rest of your leave. That was a really great interview for me to do because Paul actually let me into his house for that one. And after we finished the interview, his wife Amanda came over and sat next to us and we had a really great long chat about their relationship. And there were so many things in that interview where Paul just put his heart on the line. And I'm really grateful for that. And I'm sure that all of us can learn a lot more if we're really open and honest with each other. Until next time. But if you need to speak to me, please reach out to me on LinkedIn, uh, the Executive Stories website, uh, the Clark Can website, or Twitter. See you next time.